Welcome to the Check This Out Podcast, episode 146 with your host, Ryan O'Donnell. That's me, I'm back. And Brian Briggs. In this episode, we talk about our Q Conference recap in Palm Springs. Plus, refinding our purpose. Also, some sites to check out, people to check out, and some fun stories. All on episode 146. Brian, do you know David Rush? I don't you know. should because you're looking Rush. at the show notes. David Rush has shoved 146 blueberries in his mouth. Blueberries? I'm assuming without swallowing because I've eaten 146. I, yeah, he's really shoving them the in. I got the gift on there. We love the gifts. Oh, there dear. you go. Okay. So, yeah, anyway, 146 blueberries. There you go. Hey, if you're listening on March 28th, it is National Something on a Stick Day. What is one thing you would like to eat on a stick there, Mr. It Pro-Bell? is, and there's a link to a Twitter thread. There is. Hashtag, uh, what is it? Something on a stick? National Something on a Stick. National probably Something local on a ones, Stick Day. Yeah. So, Of course, you got the, the, first- ca- the corn dogs, the Hagen dazs the Mickey Mouse ice creams, the, what else you got on here? The one that I want to try someone had was churro on a stick and you dip it in chocolate. That sounds really Ooh, good. not so good. How do you find yes, it? Does. You're just on the, nat- what you call it, something of a day website? Yeah. Look at you. If it, it, yeah. So something on a stick. So go out and eat something, something on a stick. Something on a stick. That's right, everybody. This is episode 146. The date is March 28, 2002. And the title, Brian, made this. Brian made this. So I'll let you say it, Brian, because you came up with this. It is titled... Zana Q. One more time. Xanadu. Just the velvety sounds it's of ONJ. Angels. angels. Angelic, not velvet. Anyway, you want to know more about ONJ? <laughs> Listen to the show. Welcome to the Check This Out podcast. The EdTech Podcast for educators looking to find inspiration, motivation, or just that one thing they can share with others and say, you got to check this out. Welcome to the... That's so good. Don't cut that. Don't cut that. I'm not. We'll keep it going. shows like just, yeah. We're we're raw. Out of the saddle? Off the Taking it raw. That's right. Back in the saddle again. Taking it raw? Doing it. <laughs> oh, that's going to get better. Yeah, keep going with that. I'm not keep finishing that. that sentence. <laughs> All right. And we're Take back. Two. Welcome to the Check This Out podcast. My name is Brian Briggs. And, and a my very headphones special. Are, are not working super well. What's going on here? What's happening? Well, guess who's back? I'm sure you can hear. The angry old guy. I'm back. <laughs> He's back. And we're back. Hi, everybody. Ryan O'Donnell. The part two. The XXL part of the Check This Out podcast. What would you be, Brian? Would you be the uh, the petite? You'd be the petite. Do you shop at the uh, in the uh, in the boys? No, the, I don't. At the JC Penny. No, I get my get the tough skins at Sears. Skins? Do you go to the pre? Is it preteen? Is that where you shop? <laughs> no, I only wish. <laughs> yes, everybody. Hi there. Uh, I've been ba- I've been out for a bit. You you podcasted without me, Brian. Yeah, we we did. Tom's filled in there. Uh just just waiting to get your 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 feet ready to yeah. jump back in. So um, Yeah, so uh step back for both of us. I mean, in general, it's not just me, but it seems like a lot of the podcasters out there, it's a combination of everything. And it seems like every time we are we podcast we all it's just about 
talking about why we don't podcast. <laughs> yeah, why we're not doing it while we are recording. Yes. So, yeah. It just seems like every three months we say, man, we haven't done it for a while. But yeah, I, I wrote a blog post a little bit about some of the stuff just that I've been going through and whatnot. So feel free if you want to be able to look at my my my, my blog. and be, But um, like so many people, just been going through a lot of professional and personal and just tough times and classes are just in... Things are hard. Things are really hard and just have really felt dis... Disengaged. Engaged. Disconnected. Yeah. Dis... Uh, maybe even interested. Just... Uh, your, your perspective went from globally to just on yourself. Yeah. Um, I mean, and I think that's... It's happening for many people. Um, you know, focusing on their job and their families. It's just and their selves. Just so, surviving. Felt yeah. like, and I'm going to talk about it a little bit later on and, and such, but the idea about what we've all had to go through. And it's not like we're out, too, but it does feel like we're out. Yeah, it, you know, it but, um, feels. But it feels you, also, too, like when you hear, like, we went through something massive and we are uh, at the front of a massive uh, medical and societal change uh, to the fabric of who we are. And we're not going to be the same. And, yeah. Uh, we could be conscious and conscientious and aware of that. I don't uh, – our students aren't necessarily – particularly some of the youngers who – I mean, this is a bit of all that they know and such. Mm. So, um, yeah. So, uh, you know, so many conversations about return to normalcy, but what does that look like? Yeah, I was going to say even I, – I mean, I talked to Soph. Um, who's a senior now. And I, and, and like we hear it from teachers and in the world that, you know, some of the juniors are in the sophomores, like dare I say, are immature uh, based on like a, a regular junior because, well, they've been out of school and not in that social element yeah. for quite some time. And so I asked Sophie that and she goes, oh yeah, it's clearly noticeable. Yeah. Um, notices that. Yeah. So it's crazy. Even though, you know, she got sent home when she was in 10th grade. So um, she's just all high and mighty. And so if you think about where we're at, folks, we're, we're a good two months away from ending this this school year. And then, well, uh, yeah. And any massive changes to it's all just kind of, we're just getting through to the end. So what is an extra? I'd be interested to continue to podcast and be part of conversations about what is it going to look like for everybody for next year, like, um, uh, what are we doing with uh, us as staffing, uh, your, your faculty? What are you guys doing to try to be able to prepare for next year? What are you doing for the students, schedules, all that sort of stuff? I think it's just in, um, yeah. Anyway, we'll talk a little bit more about that later. But So that's why we've been gone, or at least I've been gone, disconnected and such. But I will tell you this. We're going to be talking a little bit about where we went and been. <coughs> um, but um, I'm, feeling, I'm feeling more motivated. Very good. Yeah. Uh, it was that moment of hope that we just experienced. So uh, the the three days of, you know, uh, being able to step out of the, it just felt like just stepping out of real life and then going to the Q conference. And Oh, is that what you're talking about? I thought it was that Disney cruise we went on. That's that was later in the week. Uh, it was we went three to days for of some, those water we went to slides, look for some pirates and water slides with goofy and, yeah, I'd be so all over that. Uh, so yeah, just, so Brian, tell us about uh, what, for those who aren't aware, and it feels like we talk about it a bunch because we are California at techie kind of teachers. And so what is, 
where we were. That was a really good question. Yeah, that, that was right, right to the point. Um, we we went to Palm Springs for the Q conference, the annual, uh, not annual, but the spring Q conference. So, you know, uh, two years ago, we had to go virtual in a span of like two weeks because it was it happens in March. Um, and back in 2019, we all know what happened. But again, this we it, this was a conference. It was back in person. Um, and for some, it was the first time we saw people in three years uh, back in, you know, just just seeing people in real life. Uh, it was just like such an emotional high um, to see him again. And it feels like they're coming back all over the place. Right. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, the Florida one is called. F-E-T-C. Yes. And ISTE and our good friends at McCall. McCall. We're doing the same time. (laughs) So, yeah, all of these uh, conferences are coming back because life seems to be coming back a bit. And uh, ours was pretty dang knack back to what it was like before, right? It was close to it. We had uh, just shy over 3,000 attendees. Um, which was a lot more than I expected, which is great. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and again, it was great seeing people, but like some people, some districts couldn't send teachers because there's such a sub shortage um, that they wouldn't be able to find to cover the class. So uh, I was fortunate to send a, 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 a whole, what is it? A, a gaggle. Gang? Gaggle. Sent a gaggle. I, I sent a gaggle of uh, educators. Um, we were fortunate that that Friday before, uh, we didn't have school that day. I don't know why, but so we only had to f- cover one day of subs. So, oh, gotcha. Yeah. So, but it was. It, I mean, it was so surreal. Um, and you were, you were, you were, you were a rare one compared to the rest of us. So many of us, uh, and those of you who are listening, you're, you're you're part of the group. So, congratulations, welcome. Here, we'll give you the yeah. secret handshake. But like, we're part of the people who like learning and innovating, and in this, I don't want to say techie stuff anymore. I feel like I'm almost anti-tech, but yeah, the idea about innovation, and it feels like this is a place for all of us, people who love this sort of thing, and our buckets are filled by um, innovation, uh, relationship, learning about the things, but also from those particular people. And this was an opportunity for us to to see those people again. And Brian was a bit rare because in the past we would always try to be able to bring people from your district to come and experience this, and it's just been unbelievable. We all have our stories of you brought this person and their mind was blown and their life has literally sometimes their life has changed career paths changed this one virtually almost everybody were like i'm going solo uh partly yeah. because we couldn't was the districts even going to let us go i wasn't sure i'm just going anyway i'm taking a sub day don't tell anybody that kind of stuff um but brian you were rare you brought how many uh there were 20 of us okay so that is a gaggle that is a gaggle uh one more would probably be a google uh, I think that's where they get the word from. And, and Brian, if you don't mind me, like I said before, it, for so many of us who have brought people and it has been pretty uh, eye-opening, uh, how's it been with those with those gaggle? Though they have been, they've been on fire. Um, and, and I was going to bring this back also because we're in that Voxer chat, how just the conference revitalized that. So everyone had so much energy. Uh, our little side chat that we have a group within our district just have been constantly, Oh, check this one out. Check this. Da-da. This is great. Look at my, you know, the one, 
the one on Tuesday after, you know, just a couple days getting back, she decided every Wednesday afternoon is going to be creativity time and is just going to open it up for her uh, fifth through eighth grade students. She does uh, special ed is just creativity time. And she said, I need Legos. So I was able to find five pounds of Legos on eBay. So I need to deliver that to her. Um, Good for you. What a job. What a be able to sort of be the, be the conduit for somebody who needs just the things from their idea they had. They're just, they're just taking all of this and they're just taking things that they're learning and just sharing. And we even did not have our uh, official debriefing yet. Um, We have that Tuesday night after school, but They've just been constantly bam, bam, bam. And it's just like you can see those synapses flying, you know, the mm-hmm. the spark plugs going. So uh, it's been it's been exciting. Love it. I'll say this, folks. If you are listening, again, you're part of the cl- club. So if you if you are going to one of these things in the future, bring somebody for a couple different reasons. Bring a newbie who who you hopefully can be able to. We always talk about dip your dip your feet in the pool because at Palm Springs we often get like houses and and it seems like the magical times comes from not the the thing that you saw or the session I was in, but it was the there was it just sparked an interest. It was um oh, what do we call it? We were talking about that in Palm Springs, Brian, the um it was the flicker. It's something that got me kind of inspired, and then then you're back hanging around with some of your people from your district or whatever and then you that blossoms into something else and just you hanging out with those people and sharing those ideas we often say you want to go back and 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 save the world and such and so as we as we move in more towards a these things coming back if you haven't done it do it do it it's fantastic and then the other thing too is that it also was a bit trying and scary because we are humans and humans are social and it's, it's tough at times to be able to go by yourself just so if you go with people and you can go with them to sessions, I think it is um, it's really inspiring. So that's why I'm super excited to podcast again is because I got I got re-inspired. I saw uh, I'm not a new, but I got to see so many uh, friends as I'm sitting here. I'm podcasting by having my window open of my photos and just sort of seeing all of my l- people that I know from within my local uh, region to people from throughout the state and beyond that I was able to connect with and such. And so if you haven't done this, folks, I really recommend it. Yeah, it's great. And then going back to bringing someone, you know, that you work with within like your district um, again, like on Tuesday, we're going to debrief on, you know, what motivated, what jumped out at you. And I, I'm going to challenge them to try something. We only have 10, 10 weeks of school left. Um, I want to challenge them and <clears throat> excuse me, have them try something and then hold each other accountable um, and to, you know, to for support. And I don't think, I don't think that would have been able to happen if they just went that by themselves. So it's almost creating this support group within, um, to be able to try something new, um, you know, taking those risks. So risk, 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 and risk. All right. So uh, let's talk a little bit about, we're not going to do a a massive, like explain, you know, what the entire conference was and whatnot, but Brian, what were some of the highlights for you? What was that sandwich shop? No, just kidding. Uh, some of the highlights were again, for me was such a social and emotional moment. Um, just like, like we mentioned, just seeing people again, seeing, you know, Eddie Campos, uh, haven't seen him in a while. And, you know, and Cosmo who's all over the place. I, you know, seeing her, uh, rough you up. Um, but yeah, again, like I always like going in the vendor floor and nothing really jumped out, you know, nothing was like, Oh wow, this is mind blowing. I think, I think the format of the conference, you know, allowing that social time, 
Um, we expanded the times between sessions to you can spend more time in the hallways catching up with friends. Um, we had the, the game area, the teacher appreciation area with the retro games and just the music and the playing. just, it was fun to be able to sit and, and play with some friends. You know, we need play too, not just our kids. And then I, and I think, uh, I really, I really enjoyed the keynotes, um, of there also. So, uh, uh, Amanda Sandoval, uh, I loved her her clip about. Um, let's hold off dating. on that. Let's let, let, let's cover a couple more. Then I want to be able to can we revisit, uh, revisit the Amanda thing. Yeah, yeah, love yeah. first off. So yeah, so like Brian said, there were some uh, amazing, like we had mentioned before, these people that we were able to reconnect with. And Brian, you threw some lovely images and gifts in here. Oh, I did. Yes, you did, yes, uh, you gift uh, there maker. Was, you there was that confrontation between you and Anne. Yeah. Um, you were not saying kind things about Flipgrid, so she was calling you on the carpet about it. Um, I calls him as then, I sees him. I'm sorry. You call him as you see him. Yeah. And then uh, there was a great animated GIF of there from our game night. Yeah. So, hold off for, for, on the Flipgrid thing real fast. So let's just say, okay. so I have mentioned to them that I'm not necessarily the biggest uh, Flipgrid fever. I have not got it. I tried it. And uh, for those who I do know, some people are absolutely uh, excited about Flipgrid. I am not. I tried it at the high school level. It, it was, uh, I tried it different classes over two different years and it was a failure in all of them I, and I would say part of it is the idea about just doing the video piece I I was excited to be able to see some people share with me that the idea that um you're now able to straight up just do audio yeah I I saw that too but uh, I'm gonna say I I like Flipgrid um but I don't have the fever somewhere in between somewhere in between I see the usefulness of it the just the the back end of it from like the user like being the administrator the teacher of it is kind of clunky uh, the of, interface get rid, get rid but of, get rid of cl- kind of on there uh, I think the concept is is it makes a streamline enter uh, submitting video uh, on a subject and whatnot I yeah. think I think that does it well if I wanted to get video or audio yeah um, I think it's great and some of the um, stuff that we were able to do and first off like I said I went solo uh, uh, thanks Brian Briggs for being my uh, I <laughs> in, I called an uber and he showed up and Brian showed up yeah I, I did that Wednesday morning at six <laughs> I did an uber to Palm Springs anyway uh, and so Brian you know we hung up we hung out and we were buddies for that and the things that we had to do first off for those of you know where Brian is the president of the Q board of directors and so he He's kind of um, knows absolutely everything about the organization. <laughs> you just let me know. I cannot tell you how many times we're like, is Q, what are they doing? And we're like, oh, Brian, you're the president. And he's like, I don't know. <laughs> Let's do it. What's going on with the, I don't know. Do it. Do it. Hey, do what's it. that one person's phone number? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> should find somebody in here. Let's find anyway. someone. Uh, and so the actual, so Brian had to do some official roles and things like that and hand out some trophies and, and that was really cool. And then, um, I had a session that he helped out with, I did some stuff on video, but then we got asked sort of kind of like, it was, it, it wasn't asked. It was, uh, I had the idea maybe, uh, a few days before the conference. So it really wasn't official to do a game, to do games, to, to do games. And literally you know, it was that like, should we do games? And end up going from an idea of two words, do games, to actually having people show up. What are the games? Who's coming? Are there prizes? Where's the facility? Is there yeah. audio visual? Who's cleaning up? There's just a lot of stuff that needs to yeah. get done, which didn't really happen until like 45 minutes before. 
Yeah. Again, we were like it at fall queue, we had virtual game night and, you know, the last couple of years and we've always teased the the idea of let's do it live, you know, like the price is right, you know, in real time, one of these days we'll do it. And yeah, it was just a few days do- before I reached out to Joe Marquez. I go, Hey, do you want to do this live? And he just responded. Yes. So, okay, great. Let's do it. So like we were driving down, you know, the eight and a half hour car ride, uh, just thinking about all this stuff we can do. We didn't know where it was going to be. We didn't know if it was going to happen. So yeah, it wasn't, it, it, it all came together. Like you said, 45 minutes before it started. And it was a success. It was a success. We, we, we played prices, right? We had jumbo playing cards. We had dice. We had contestants. We had sounds. We had music. We had fun. And we had fabulous. And we had, if you can see the GIF, uh, clear like this is. There's a GIF that shows a crime. That's not a. crime. That is a crime. That there's a that I am being, I am being assaulted. You I am being that. assaulted. You should have saw before that. What I clearly am that. tapping. He is hitting me with a drop with an elbow, a figure four leg lock. I'm tapping, and he is not stopping. That's what tapping means. It's, it's Greg the Hammer Valentine right there. Shut I, I thought that was like Macho Man. <laughs> oh, yeah. We had a heck of a time. It was just a blast. Thanks for all of those of you who came and played and attended. And uh, was it who Chandler from your district? Oh, my gosh. Yeah, Chandler was on fire. But like, I think. I think one of the things that kind of summed it up is like what you you overheard Jason Selskar say uh, when oh, he was right. was he filming it or did you just call his wife called his wife in the middle of it and says what Brian he says Q is back yeah because so, it was laughing and connections and fun and all that yeah it was awesome. and it was great and I thought we'd probably get ten people was that the over under ten. Uh, uh, people were going to, I said, well, it was 12 yeah. and we had 30, um, 40, something like that. It was about right. It was just over 40 people there. Yeah. Hey, so. huge shout out to our friends, Tom and Brent, Tom Covington, Brent Warner for helping us out and manage and run this sort of thing. And I'm sorry for all of you guys. Cause I think I yelled at you a bunch and I can't stop. I don't know why I do it. I don't know why. That's what that, that's what triggered the, the elbow. Drop. I'm sorry. So I get, I get, maybe I deserved it. I do. I do get, I get, I get, I get manic. Get anxious. I get a bit get- manic. You get excited. You give a mic and me and maybe a couple beverages uh, and it just feel like I just, yeah. So my apologies. Yeah, for if I this is, this is my words for anyone out there that wants to present with Ryan. You know, I've done it several times is you, you just give him a mic and step away. All right. You just, you're just crowd control. All right. Or, uh, or if all of a sudden he hands you something and goes here, just be ready to do something, <laughs> you know? That was Here, do the green screen thing. Do the green screen I'm thing. On, I'm Poor Tom. Right. I look at Tom, I go, Tom, you're going to be King Tut. You're going to talk about Egypt Pharaoh stuff. Oh, oh, okay. And then you go to me, find an image of a pyramid <laughs> and do it as the background. I need it in 90 seconds. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I can only imagine what your production kids are up to. Oh, no, yeah. Anyway, so that was a lot of fun with that. And just some of a lot of people to, uh, people to be able to connect. Oh, you put a video up here too? I, oh, yeah, that was, I made it for, uh, yeah, don't. It's oh. just, it's from Google video uh, photos. I couldn't so. hear you. The music was blaring. Okay. All right. So, Brian, let's talk about some actual walkaways, some things that kind of stuck with you. You wanted to hit about Amanda in the, in the keynote. So talk about that a little bit. Yeah. The one thing with the keynote was that one slide she did was um, she put up like uh, grading was like laundry. Um, you know, the bullets were it's never ending, time consuming and piles up 
uh, piles up if you take too long to get to it. And it's just like grading. And she talked about, um, you know, outsourcing. She, you know, has a service that does some of her laundry. You need to, you know, you need to pick what is the most useful. We're talking about this right now in our district. Um, we're not over assessing people. We're, you know, do the ones that you, you know, that are required. But like a lot, like this is what's happening in our district is they're giving these chapter tests and, uh, you know, formative, summatives, all these things, because what they did last year, we're not even asking for it as the district. It's what they know. Um, so we're just saying, no, 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 just do this, just do these six. Um, whatever else you want to do, that's up to you. But this is this is all that we want. This is, again, the data. So we're trying to help with that laundry um, this is from a district perspective because we know teachers have a ton on their plates. We know what they've gone through. Um, and we don't want to spend our whole time teaching to the test where, okay, da, 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 got to take a test, this take a test. So, you know, th- it really struck home about me with this is again, trying, trying to automate and trying to not, not kill yourself over the grading, you know, take what's good, the most meaningful parts of it. There's a quote that she used from, <clears throat> Uh, from Kathy Vetter. I don't know how to say the Vetter, Vetterot. Anyway, from a book about uh, meaningful assessment and says this, it says, when we stop grading everything, we have more time. We can now redirect time and energy to creating learning activities and giving feedback to individual students. Because like for so many of us, the grading just be, is the anchor that drags everything. As I'm sitting here on a Sunday night podcasting with you, I look over at my email on another tab and I'm like, God, there's emails from students. Hey, Mr. OD, hey, if you could, would you mind grading that? I need to be eligible for my, is there any way you could? And I'm like, I just know I have 200 plus kids. And I'm like, how? It just, it, 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 it's a lot. And so Amanda r- really, w- w- her, her, her keynote was fantastic. The talk about grading and mean, having meaningful assessments was just the thing that really sort of uh, stuck with so many people. And you see the cameras coming out and taking photos. Side note, if you don't know Amanda, Amanda's a history teacher, a uh, full-time history down in the Riverside area. Um, uh, and, and you don't need to be able to necessarily just think that you'd be, be a history person to follow her. She is just fantastic. She, on Twitter, she is at History Sandoval. And Brian, talk a little bit about the um, – um, what else were you going to say on that? Something – Something I forget. No, that was it. That was it. I the one thing again I like um, about the keynote about Amanda was again she she's it's that feeling of like she's one of our own um, because she's been in the Q realm and just con just shares and shares. She's just like. A, a, still teaching, you know, still um, in there. She's in the trenches doing stuff. And I, I've done a lot with her in the past. We did the, our famous Q rockstar history on a, on a retired uh, aircraft carrier, the craziest PD I've ever done. We did it a two day thing on an aircraft carrier, which was just, was just wild and amazing. And so that's where I, I first got to know Amanda and all that stuff. But um, yeah, she's just an amazing giver back, uh, give her back. I don't think that's a word, but yeah, give back to the community. <laughs> so check out her stuff. She's amazing. The grading stuff was just so uh, incredible. Incredible. I think the big thing was the idea, like you said, about automating stuff, comparing it to the laundry is the, hey, you take care of the important stuff and try to be able to automate the rest and such. And that really got a lot of us thinking, particularly for me too, about how I could be able to automate some of this stuff. Yeah. And, and then the other, uh, Ken Shelton was the other keynote, um, which I think for me was more of a, a, a personal element. What are you doing with your microphone? My headphones aren't working. Yeah. I can hear it. Sorry goodness gotcha are you good now 
I'm going to switch headphones. Okay. Disco. You switch headphones and I'll just continue talking. So uh, the Ken Shelton uh, element was kind of personal uh, for me, a uh, personal level for me, because um, I first I met Ken uh, in Chicago at ISTE Chicago and I just got on the board um, and many, many moons ago, Ken was on the cue board and, you know, it was at a luncheon and, you know, uh, a friend, Bill Selleck introduced us and I, and I, I've known Ken for years. I've just, you know, seen him on Twitter and I've seen keynotes and others and I've, I've looked kind of, you know, have been motivated by him. Um, and so during that lunch, you know, he goes, I, yeah, Brian Briggs, I've heard of you. Uh, you just got on the cue board. Um, we need good. Uh, it, he just kind of nodded his head and said, yeah, uh, it's good to get some good people on there. Um, and it, it was just that moment of like, oh, I'm on the cue board and that. And so he gave me his business card. And I, I think I've shared this on the, sh- on the show before that I still keep his business card in my, my wallet just out of motivation and inspiration. And so that's great. Um, so I saw him, I saw him there and we hung out with him that first night. But then after the conference Sunday night, um, I sent him a direct message on Twitter, uh, and just briefly, briefly in a nutshell, what I just explained to all of you, I hope you're not asleep now, but, and he, and again, he wrote back saying, you know, thank you for, you know, spending the time and letting me and sharing the story with me. It just meant it was just, yeah, I, I got goosebumps, but, um, one of the one of the quotes that he put up there, and I, a lot of this is another one that got a lot of snapshots, was the term "learning loss" is gaslighting all the hard work educators did to shift to remote learning. That's great! Um, wow, which was phenomenal, and he, yeah, and he he's he has so many uh, so many like bashing the term "learning loss," and every single one of them is spot on. Um, and then his, his big keynote was about techquity, um, the equity using, uh, technology for all kids. So techni- uh, internet broadband at home, all for all. So that's great. Uh, we said was, about the learning loss idea, like just, yeah, it is, we're just throwing these labels out there. Yes. And what we've all and, been through, like we said at the beginning of the show. Yeah. It, and it's crazy. So it was very meaningful seeing him up there. It was, it was an, again, another inspiring, uh, motivating, um, message that he was displaying. Oh, so. Yeah. And he is just about as engaging of a guy as you can, you can get on stage. Yeah, he was, he was awesome. So, um, I was happy to see him up there. Well, that's great. That's great. Uh, some of my walk away from spring Q. um, uh, I got them listed here. Uh, first off, I think my biggest one, it wasn't one thing, but just uh, making me feel good again, besides all the people and the connections and all that sort of stuff. And we can't even begin to thank all the people that I've, I didn't want to do a list of people that I was able to reconnect with because it's just, there's so many of you uh, of them out there. And so I know that's sort of a, it feels like I'm winning the Oscars, which we're recording right now, a speech. And you just want to say, I just want to thank everybody. Like I do, you know, um, so many folks, I was, I can't tell you how many times uh, conversations I would have, you sit down and talk with somebody and you're excited or you hug or you both cry. I got to say, I cried a fair amount and yeah. some, some great uh, uh, people, uh, I'm sharing some of my stories and listening to some of their stories, and it was just unbelievably cathartic for so many of us. So moving on beyond that, though, so thank you, everybody. You know, love you all. Love love this community, and I'm walking away with just an, an amazing reinvigoration for the community, for that PLC group that um, 
that is way, way larger. And so that's why I'm back here. We're, we're both back here again for podcasting because we love it. And so as usual too, by the way, if you are listening, um, you know, we, we do this for, we do this for the money and the fame <laughs> and the, um, the notoriety, the notoriety. No, we do this because, uh, you know, we know that at some point people, um, in, we're, we're a very, very small cog in this greater – so those little things. Remember those little – do you ever have them for your kids? Like all those little cog wheels that are magnets that you put them on the refrigerator and the kids move Oh, yeah, that's, and you turn them. That's us. We're one small little cog in this amazing – there's no plan to this thing. I'm liking this analogy about the refrigerator cog thing. That we're all yeah. – once this all thing is all going together and it's hitting on all cylinders, it's this massive thing, right? And if you could pull a couple of them off, the thing is still going. But I think kind of what happened a little bit – I'm still digging this analogy as I'm just making it up. Like I think so many of those cogs got pulled out, right? Less and less mm -hmm. people on Twitter. Twitter chat's starting to die. Um, podcasters got excited that they're not doing it so much. The pandemic, all of us trying to survive. And next thing you know, it felt a little bit like this whole thing came to a grinding halt. And so that's why we do this. We just just want to be one little cog back in the wheel of um, of having this back all together again. So I appreciate all of that thing. So for me though, um, what I was saying in terms of actual things, I enjoyed a little bit. I uh, it's been a while since I walked the vendor floor of something, and normally it's a little bit of seen there, been there, done that. But it was kind of nice a little bit. And one of the things that I really walked away with, I'm a little, I'm hoping it wasn't one thing, but this idea that. Can we start thinking about getting back to, and we already are getting back to the idea of the interactivity of a teacher who is doing direct instruction? And I feel like uh, technology was heading that way years ago of let's get away from the Microsoft PowerPoint or the worksheets of I'm going to talk a little bit, be up on my whiteboard or my chalkboard or check out my cool PowerPoint, fill the thing in, here's a worksheet, turn it in. And we we're starting to do some different sort of things. The interactive whiteboards came out, Smart and Promethean. Um, and a lot of things were sort of shifting and changing and such. And then um, Google comes out and does their stuff. And a lot of people started uh, to switch over. And I feel like in many ways, Google did a lot, but also it's Sort of made it the least common denominator. We started just using the Google stuff, and and um, uh, a bit. It, it felt a little bit kind of like the same thing. We could do the collabor collaborative piece, and the big p p change was with the Google Classroom. I'm making a document. You guys all do it and get it back to me. So we saw some innovations with HyperDocs and such. But it was exciting to be able to walk around and be able to see, yeah, more and more conversations about the idea about, um, first off, the Pear Deck and the Nearpod kind of conversations, those formative assessments that you build within your slide decks. Go back to what we said about Amanda Sandoval, her, and so many others who are out there are just killing it with really building the interactive uh, interactive um, uh, slide deck. Uh, Brian, you guys using any of those in your district? Are you seeing teachers using that stuff? Uh, yeah, we have Nearpod district-wide, and then we do have a handful that use Pear Deck um, on, on those two there. Um, you know, you have your Ed Puzzle, you have all those other stuff too. But again, it's that, that thing you're mentioning is uh, don't wait till the end of your lesson, and then on a Friday we're going to give a quiz Give some of those assessment pieces right in the middle of your lesson so you don't have to go back to it. Yeah. And which is good is if it, if it is like a multiple choice question, let's say, um, you can automate those pieces because they're self-grading. Yeah, great point. And maybe... And then you can focus on the in-depth, you know, if you, they had to write a piece, um, you can focus on that. Um, but yeah, so we have some of those interactive pieces. And like you said, uh, some of, you know, we're moving away from uh, direct instruction and I don't think we want to go back, but I think there's always going to piece for that. There is. I'll be honest with you. I still, the, the direct instruction is, is needed at times for sure too. It's not just, hey, the teachers but, are just facilitating these other things. 
we're not doing the the Mr. Bueller in front of the class Bueller, you know, just standing up there giving a a, a lecture. Yeah. Um, that's one way we're we're not doing that. Yeah. And along those same lines, the other thing too is I'm excited about is I think we're, we're returning back to the interactive whiteboard. Smart uh, and Promethean are not dead; they're still there, and I'm I'm excited to be able to see them because I think they're coming back with not necessarily the board because the board is now the televisions and they're on wheels and they can be they can they don't have to be at the front of the classroom and the software is getting a whole lot better and I'm excited to be able to see that because I think that really opens it up to you know mathematics has a wonderful um, um, opportunity to be able to use this is that I want to use the board as a space that we are collectively working on together kind of a thing um, you could be a phenomenal teacher with chalk we, 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 those of us my age, our teachers, and I taught with chalk. Brian, did you ever teach with chalk? I taught it with chalk. Yes, and you were probably not terrible at it. Like, we can do, the, do these <laughs> things. Because I'm making it as we go. And that's kind of what, like, kind of the, the PowerPoint, Google slide, the keynote kind of a thing. It's like, well, if I just prep it all, then it's just this linear. Let's do this. And now it comes that. And now it comes that. And are we all moving along? We're not all moving along. That's okay, because now I'm, i got to get to slide number 14. And, like, it doesn't really work that way, which, by the way, makes me frustrated. Like, when I did my, my presentation on... <laughs> on making videos, I told everybody, I go, <clears throat> my slide deck is 160 slides. So uh, yeah, but it's not really the slide deck. And I feel like as I'm doing it, I really wish I had my twin who knows my slide deck to be able to be putting the slide that I want because my thing is changing all the time. You know, based on how the conversation's going and the work's going, I think that's where the interactive whiteboard really allows itself. And I, like, like, if you think about people on television when they're doing like um, elections and things like that, or they're even talking about Ukraine, they got a board up there. They're at the board and they're just talking to us, teaching or telling us stories and things like that. And as that's progressing, then they're pulling this over, then they're annotating that. And I think that is just. Um, a, a, a great way in which that would be going. And Brian, you just added the other one in there too, because the last person, to, uh, the last group that was pretty impressive with some of their screens was ViewSonic. Yeah, they're they're kind of, Smart and Promethean have been around for over a decade and ViewSonic has been, you know, getting into that game uh, within maybe two years, yeah. I want to say. And again, they're making, they're making a more affordable board um, or screen. Uh, but the... I think where they're not up to par is their software. Again, they're doing it streamlined. So they're not putting all of that effort into the software, but more of the the hardware product. Yeah, because they are pricey. So side note, if anybody's interested, and you do, would love to say, I think Ryan O'Donnell should test out a board with maybe in the future we'll purchase one because I don't have money to buy one. But I really want to test one out. Yes. So if my tech director is listening to me, I'd like to try one. Yes, Mr. Johnson, I know. let's get him. Or if anybody from IBS. any of these companies that would like to do that. Anyway, so that's my next step is I'm going to try to be, I want to get a board to be able to test out um, <clears throat> and be able to see kind of where this ultimately takes me and such. So anybody else have success or has been sticking with uh, the interactive whiteboards for a while or switching over? So let us know. We'd love to be able to hear from you. And the last one, the bell of the ball, I think, of mm -hmm. the thing that just wowed everybody was e-glass. Brian, what's e-glass? Again, e-glass, I think we talked about this in the, on the show because I got one from my district a couple months ago. Uh, it's a piece of plexiglass that, you know, you stand behind and there's a camera that's pointing at it. So you can write on it and then it will show up on like video uh, screen. So um, you're, I know you kind of were dazzled by it. I kind of have the same effect as you do towards Flipgrid hmm. about this. 
So it is, uh, it's fantastic. It's filming you with the screen in between and then it flips it because it's, it needs to be mirrored. So you could write, but it, but for the people back home, it flips it or uh, flips it or whatever. And I think it is absolutely fantastic for when we were in the pandemic distance learning. Yes. Yes. Uh, it, this is not something like they showed the video of the teacher standing on the side of the room with her class and then they're projecting it. And it's like, can't you just do that on the board? Yeah. <laughs> just, just they're, they're right there. In but front again, of you. like the kids are but, right there. So, but like for, for your class, if you wanted to do some video, like two minute videos to store on your LMS for, you know, future reference, I think it's great for that. Again, pandemic teaching. If you're going to be a virtual teacher or virtual Academy, I think that it's great for that. Oh, hundred percent. Hands caveat. down, hands down. Sorry, before I interrupt you, hands down. That's it. Like if you are in a distant situation, it's fantastic, right? If I got kids, I'm trying to connect to them and I want to show them what I'm doing. Like this is great. Absolutely great. Also, by the way, but it didn't include like a tons of multimedia. It's still, I'm using kind of a whiteboard, right, Brian? It is. It's kind of a whiteboard. You can bring videos in and stuff. You can like, you have that, uh, what was that Tom Cruise movie? Not Simon minority Kobe, report, but the minority report. Um, yeah, you can throw, you can put videos on there, but you have to be watching your screen. Um, and I will say this, one thing sorry, before also, you jump up to that, and I will say this though, kind of like the whiteboard too, like in order to do these things, here's one of the hard parts, you kind of need to be all in. You're not going to go, you know what, I think I'm going to use that e-glass thing for one assignment in my next unit next week. No, like You're right. So I got to be all in on that thing. So like if I'm going to be jumping over to Smart Notebook, the reason I don't do it anymore is because I jumped all into Smart Notebook, did it for a while. Google stuff came out. And I'm like switched over to there. I haven't touched Smart Notebook, blah, 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 whatever that thing was for like seven years. And I mean, so it's kind of like you got to kind of be all in. It's not like I'm just going to try out this for a little bit. Sorry. What were you going to say also? The other thing also, again, like you have that screenshot of Eddie and uh, Brent there. You got to have a solid background. Oh, good you point. know, I yeah. couldn't do it here because... Um, there's too much distractions you wouldn't be able to see. So this they're standing against a black backdrop. I don't know, like some of those colors may not pop if it was white in the background either. So um, you got to be very, have a conscious working space. So I, yeah, I'm excited about some things that are out there, some revisiting, some new things, some old things. I was blown away. I can't even, we can't afford it, but I got that giant, I, uh, the thing I was most amazed by, that giant science table of a cadaver. It was like, oh, oh sweet mother. That is just phenomenal. And the lady and the, and the lady working there was just, she gave me the full tour. And I'm like, oh, boy. And we have a, a what, medical intervention class, which the, the kids really love the medical intervention class because the whole class is basically um, there's, a, there's a dead body at a crime scene. And they spend the entire year doing um, – doing the autopsy. the autopsy or the investigation, not necessarily just the autopsy, okay. but doing all the investigation to ultimately uh, find out what happened. And at the end of the year, they get, the, you know, they get the answer and they do everything from the, you know, autopsy and all that sort of stuff, toxicology reports and all that. And this is great. So now you have this. And so the, she showed me this body and it's full on life size because it's a f giant flat screen that you're looking like on a medical table. You can flip the body and rotate it and you can peel back layers. It's just unbelievable. And there's different cadavers. There was like four or five different cadavers and they all died from different sort of things. You could tie it in. They have animals in there. So the whole idea about dissection, you don't have to actually dissect animals. Even history, she said, we have, a, we have an Egyptian mummy in here you can use and i'm like this is just uh fantastic i i think also the next level of that to move on from dead bodies and stuff but what about like geography if they're able to put topographs on there oh, yeah. 
I think, you know, that, that would be really cool too. Peel back the rainforest and all that. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. But it's one of those things that there's, you know, when there's not a cost on something, that means I can't afford it. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) How much is it? Well, contact the, okay, gotcha. It's one of those contact the, I gotcha. Anyway, uh, the last thing I got, have you ever had any of these, by the way? I I did a couple of these. Uh, I ain't got time for that kind of session. Um, I want to get to a session and I really, there's like three of them I want to be able to get to. Also, I got stuck talking to somebody in the hallway and we had an amazing time. So I'm missing some of these sessions, but, uh, I'm walking past the session and I'm like, oh, their screens up their welcome screen. And they have a bitly up there. Uh, yeah. So here's one that I was intrigued by. I did not go in. I took a photo. I saw the bitly and I looked at it later. And then I, I did that too. Yeah, it, it's kind of nice. And oftentimes you get the, if anybody ever does that for mine, it's totally worthless because he's just got like, there's weird pictures and things like that because it's the experience as it should be. So the one that I put up here was this one, uh, it was about reculturing and I don't even have the name. What was it called? Had it, it was, uh, oh, what we can take away from basically the experience of the pandemic. Um, uh, and they had their PowerPoint up there and I took the thing of it and I looked at it later and I didn't really understand much of it because I wasn't there. But the idea of all of the, these five rewords, R-E, about how we can be able to walk away from it, because it has been nothing that I'm, uh, the number one thing that I think about all the time is how am I, and I'm not throwing what I'm going away for the next two months, but how can we be able to come back next next school year? And what can we take from the experience? What are we, thank God it's never going to come back, but also what can we learn from it all? And these five words were this, resolve, uh, resilience, return, reimagination, and then reculturing. Uh, uh, I'm on a group here at my school and we're trying to talk about how we can bring back the culture of the school. But a part of that, but a big part of the conversation is, is we want to bring it back, but also it's, it is different. The culture has changed. And so Mm -hmm. um, looking at all these things, trying to be able to think about, like we said in the beginning of the show, like I can remember so vividly the, oh my gosh, school shut down March 13th, the resolve, how do we deal and address with the immediate challenges and how can we survive? Then how can the next one was resilience? How can we stay focused on these key priorities of trying to be able to teach kids who are there? And then the return as kids are starting to come back and we're doing all of these whatever mixed schedules and AM, PM, whatever crazy business that we're doing. And then how we, then the next one was the reimagination, providing schools to explore different learning um, experiences. When I think a lot of that is what's next year going to be like uh, in terms of the physical, what is your schedule going to look like? What are your classrooms going to look like? What is my online experience? Are we using LMSs? And so like for us, the, you know, uh, we were all on board with like focusing on agendas and hyperdocs and such. But then the last one was the reculture, how we can develop culture, build capacity, capacity and create coherence in a way that positively positively in, embraces innovations which reduces which reduce student inequities and realize deeper learning experiences um, the two people who put this on I can't speak high uh, enough of the, or anything of them I'm sorry because I don't know them I was there literally I took a screenshot of it dr. Elaine Guevara and Ryan Mulvaney uh, thank you guys for sharing um, these experiences and just literally that graphic that was there has really got me thinking about so much about how we can be able to do this. And it looks like it's from L-E-U-S-D, K-12. What is that? L-E? Lake Eisenhower? Lake Elsinore? Elsinore. Lake Elsinore. Anyway, so um, I think that's the the biggest conversation, whoever you are, particularly if you're an admin or – but if you're somebody who wants to be part of – 
you know, your school and moving forward, not necessarily your classroom, is really thinking about what the next year is going to look like. Build upon things that worked. What do we not want to go back to? How we can be able to reimagine our stuff, but then also how we can be able to get kids and our and also our staff to um, um, to a, a a a new look at our what it is like to be of the culture of our school, elementary, high school, whatever. Was that your? I'll, I'm going to share one more thing. My big takeaway. Mm, okay. For the conference, are you ready? ready? This was the. I think this was the win. Um, I was able to find this. I'm waiting I'm for. Still, I'm sorry. I, I made myself. <laughs> it's because of what Brian was saying, and I was hearing him. What? what can you explain? Oh, Did you hear it? I am hearing that. Is that older? What was that? That was your laugh. I know it's my laugh. From when though? That was. Oh, a long time ago. I still have it on my soundboard, oh. but it was kind of like, it was kind of like, uh, you know, in City Slickers, oh. you know, that one thing you What's found to smile thing? again. Yeah. Oh, well, thanks. And so it's touching. Yeah. So that was, that was, that was a major takeaway oh. just to seeing you, seeing you shine. I was able to laugh um, again and had a great time. And thanks again, Brian, for doing our, our video session. I showed a little bit about my video production stuff that I do here and we had a good turnout. So thanks for everybody who did come to that. Um, uh, but then also talk about how teachers can do their own videos work irregardless of their class or whatever and just kind of have fun trying to be creative. And so it was just – it was that was just fantastic. Playing a little Xanadu because everybody loves Olivia Newton-John and and doing a session was just a lot of fun. It was good stuff. Good times. Good times. And the last one for me – hey, Q, thank you for putting all that game thing. The little just sort of retro game stuff. And it was tons of fun. People playing video games and such and the, the classic backyard toys, Jenga and all that sort of stuff. And I, I'm walking away. I'm going to Amazon. I'm by myself with a giant beer bong. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. The four of us play, Brent Warner, uh, Tom, myself, and you. And we had fun. Uh, um you know, just basically these sort of like rubbery sort of giant, you know, volleyballs and such. And just, uh, it was just a lot of fun. So I'm going to buy one of those things. Yeah. They're just like volleyballs with the laundry. Yeah. You know, those little collapsible Super laundry. Super fun. Pins. So That's... thanks for putting that thing on. That was really, really good. That was fantastic. Good time. More to come. More to come. More to come. Oh, what else do we need to talk about, Brian? Uh, usually at this point, we share things to check out. I don't got much. You got a bunch because I've already shared a bunch out. It's. Well, we've been talking a long time already. What else is new? Um, so I might just go really quick, quick, quick. Hit these. You got a bunch. You got about six, five here. Go for it. I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to spend time on just a couple of them. The very first one is this website focal removal. Um, I I thought this was fun because I was using it for our new bumper for today's episode, uh, which you heard at the beginning. You're all, oh, that sounds familiar. It's different, but it's good. But for example, you might like, what? I know the song. You do? How about let Play me some more? Oh. They do shine. Oh my god. Brian. So what it does oh, is What is this? It uses it it's uh vocal removal. So it it you put a song in there and it splits the background audio from the vocals that is using AI right there. Yeah. And so you can download, do you want to hear the opener? Since you, I know you don't listen to the show. Do you want to hear what the opener is going to sound Hit like with it? Okay. Know this. Welcome to the check this out podcast. 
the EdTech Podcast for educators looking to find inspiration, motivation, or just that one thing they can share with others and say, you got to check, check this out. out. Oh, that's so, super cool. Yeah, I was able to take uh, Olivia out and put your pipes on there instead. But that, so, but I don't know how you feel about that because it's so copyright. We're we're gonna get copyrighted for one. Of them. That's one issue. But then also, how could you do that to the greatest songstress of our generation? Well, I just did it. But no, but, 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 but when nobody keep it going, baby. A place when nobody, when nobody God, it's just. <laughs> I'll still say this. A lot of people fight me on it. There is no greater movie of the 1980s about a roller disco in which that uh, a Greek god comes down. I mean, it's it's the number number one. Can anybody think of a better roller duber Greek god movie from the 80s? You can't. That's so it's number one. And throwing it to musical? And it's a musical. You, and it's Gene Kelly? G wait, you mean Singing in the Rain, Gene Kelly? Yeah. And Olivia Newton-John from Greece, yeah. And another guy who had a lead role who didn't do much else, yeah. And just created this epic experience, this uh, world. I love Zendu. So it was kind of like the Q conference. When nobody dares to go. Palm Springs. I need to auto-tune. Let's auto-tune my voice. <gasps> if I could do a duet with ONJ. Oh, <laughs> It's so good. We'll call you John Travolta. No, wrong movie. <laughs> but Greece is really good. So anyway, sorry. I love this vocal uh, vocalremover.org. What? That's the name of the website. Yeah, vocalremover.org. Yeah. Uh the next one I have is uh it's just it's color cinch. Uh cartoonizer was you can know, uh, you know, you can upload photos and make a cartoony on that. Uh I just added on here, it'd be great with our create with Chrome if that we ever revisit that. Um, mm, we love just turning it's been some, never really. There's a lot of like cartoon makers, but they never really for something to just be AI and just do it on its own is a struggle, you know. Yeah, I'm throwing up a um, throwing up a picture and see what it looks like here. What is it? The upgrade. What does the upgrade get you? By the way, uh, I think more filters. Hmm. I don't know what the cost is on it. Interesting. It's more than just cartoony too. It's kind of Photoshoppy. You can do yeah rotating, changing color exposure, remove background. That's premium. Removing the backgrounds premium. Re replacing the colors premium. Effects cartoonizer. Sorry, I keep blowing. I'm going to play around with this thing. Yeah, and again, I don't know. Uh, I mean, you can do a lot with Photopea. Um, and what's the other one that you like? Uh, up in my mind what's the one that you use photo p is you the did? one i love somebody like the pixel later okay. pixel or anyway yeah. i like photo p the best so that's one so you can play around with that the next the next one i i have on here is word tune okay this is i gotta say what do you I, find I, I find nothing this i blame ADHD. i don't even want to ask where you because that's uh, i shouldn't even ask you like because that's your own thing but where you find stuff but like yeah it's WordTune, I actually subscribe to. So um, basically, WordTune, if you if you paste in a document, I have it now on the Chrome uh, extension. If I highlight a paragraph and hit it, it will change the tone. If I want that paragraph to sound business, more business-like, it will use, again, AI kind of things, uh, AI things, AI uh, to reword it and resmith it to make it sound more professional, or you can change the little little dial to you know I want it to sound a little bit more relaxed, um, and it will break it down sentence by sentence and say 
would you like this one? And it'll give you like five or six uh, suggestions and you can click on it and then you can do another one and click on it. So, um, I actually bought this, uh, because I use it a lot for email. Um, again, if I want to sound more, more professional in my emails, I can just, okay, this sounds better. Um, and then I put it on there. So it's kind of like my own ghostwriter. Uh, I can put my thoughts down and help it, you know, read, uh, wordsmith it. So, Hey Brian, uh, can I yeah. be honest with you? Don't don't feel bad about me. Okay. I didn't really listen to any of your last one. My what last Everything one? you just said. I, On Word Dune? I apologize. So I'm going to go back and listen to it because I did not listen to it. I was not here for the past 90 seconds. Okay. Gotcha. You're playing with uh, Color I'm Cinch? still in Color Cinch, so I apologize. Okay. Um, right. uh, so back on the cartoonizer, for those, I'm kind of addicted to cartoon <laughs> stuff. Uh, this is good. This is this yeah, is good. It, it is the ones that I like. Unfortunately, are the watermark because you got to get the premium. But and it takes a little while. But I got some headshots of some of the kids from my uh, our school. We took some sports photos, so some headshots of like I got a wrestler, one of the kids who's on the wrestling team here, and I did it. Wrestle one was like, man, that's just the normal stuff. Then I hit another one was like, oh boy, because I did the free one. It was like that's a, oh. Then I did the paid one. Ooh, that's pretty good. And and again. If you buy it for the year, it's only four dollars a month. Um, Forty-seven eighty-eight for the year. That's the hard part. And I know. Why would you? What's the? Do you? Is there? Is there enough reason or purpose to be able to use this? You know what I mean? Huh. Yeah. Wow. Okay, I like in the cartoony stuff so far. I'm I'm gonna look into this. Forty bucks a year is a bit much for just some cartoony faces, but um. Oh, okay, sorry. I'm gonna go back and listen to the word tune. It's about changing tone in your emails. Hit me with your next one. Next one is it's a new add-on um for Screencast-O-Matic. I know that we've talked about that in the past. It's called ScreenPal. It's an add-on. Um, it's. You know, you know, moat, you can add your uh, audio one thing comment. The one thing I was going to share <laughs> and you just said oh. it as an, oh, by the way, oh, I'll let God. you Please explain the show notes it. ahead of time, please, Brent. Be, because I had this in first before you put yours in. <laughs> I had it first. <laughs> so screen pal is like moat, which Ryan will explain later. This one, instead of like adding audio comment, you can add a video comment. Um, so if a student turns something in, um, to be honest, I, he, 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 do you want me to be honest? That's why we're here. Hey, Brian. And that's why, and we've heard people say that they'd like to listen to our show because sometimes many people are not honest. Everybody says everything is awesome and we are honest and we also take it back. Sometimes, sometimes we say things are good and they're really not good. Sometimes we think said things are terrible and then we change our mind. So at least we're honest for the now. So be honest. I'll be honest, since Screencast-O-Matic isn't listening to this, I am not a fan of this or this idea because, again, we're going to ask students to uh, comment with a video, and I think they've been in front of the screen long enough and sh- and making videos. So, again, we talked about students being on video, and, you know, they have the screen off, they don't want to be on, they got the you know, background, yada, 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 all that stuff. Do we, do we want to, f- you know, that ability to have them have a video comment? That's an excellent point. And again, another reason I'm sort of like, I'm so not out of the Flipgrid thing. And I'm like, why? Oh, they're all, they all are on screens. I think I mentioned it mm-hmm. here in the show or some places, but I started taking, I started having the kids turn their phones in at the beginning of the uh, class. And it's like instantly better, instantly better, less yeah. screen time. Yeah. 
So that's 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 my take on it. So I just thought you know it, it's being thrown out there. It's a new release. Um, you might find a better use for it. I just I I'm passing on that. Okay. One. <laughs> so okay. Uh, Screencast-O-Matic. It is a good screen recorder. Adding video is a different thing. So my last one I heard on the Got Tech Ed podcast is I want to try this one. I haven't tried it yet, but I want to check this one out. It's podcast. It's called Podcastle. Um, it's for recording. If you look at the screenshot there, it kind of looks like I was just going to say, God, that looks smacked out like Soundtrap. But look, you can have different tracks on there for people recording hmm. um, their audio and you can do it on an iPad. So you can do, sorry, there's no Android tablet. Gotcha. All right, but. so what do we got here? We got it free for zero, free forever, no credit card, which gives you record unlimited hours, record everybody in separate tracks. Multi-track audio oh, editing. That's all free. And an hour of transcription. Mm. So, and if, Or so if I want to spend 12 bucks a month or 15 bucks a month, what do I get more for there? More editing tools, it looks like. Mm-hmm. Pro music and sound effects yeah. for your intros and outros. So that's always nice too, is that because you, where do you want to get your music from? Just like we, we, we are now copyright violators. You, you really, really, if you're going to start producing any kind of content, audio or video, you really, really should be focusing on trying to be able to use, um, uh, the, the right type of music and such. And so if they're going to be providing that, that's awesome. Yeah. So again, that's $12 a month. And again, we're, we're using Squadcast to record, um, and I know how much you like being on video. So again, this is you don't. This isn't video. It's all audio. So all right, I will check again, that out. So I have it on my list to check out too. Um, especially getting students. If I was going to do more of a student-based podcasting uh, studio again uh, in in my district, I did my last one, but it's kind of hard doing it remotely. Yeah, I can with imagine. people you don't yeah. know. Interesting. I'm looking to get back into the, into the podcast and with students. I've had some kids uh, show interest and such, and uh, we have one of the teachers I kind of been helping out him out. Our journalism teacher has been doing some stuff. So, yeah. Wait, okay. What, what do you Mine's got? Mine's just us the now? boat that you talked about, and and Amanda mentioned it. And I played with moat in the past a little bit, and I think if you if you're into the ed techie world, you probably have heard it. But do you use it? It's one of those. It's a thousand per things that I have tried and used, particularly because the show in my life, right, Brian? How many times? How many of these things do we try and we never use? Yeah. Um, we're hoping so something sticks. Maybe this one can stick. It goes back to the grading piece. How much grading can we do and really give authentic grading? And I, I remember back in the day when I taught my AP history class, I'm like, can I just have the kids sit next to me? I'm at home grading, but if they could get that experience of me sitting there next to them and be able to tell them these things, because I got seven minutes, I can talk to this kid or three minutes or whatever it is about their writing prompt or whatever it is. Um, and I can do it in class, but oh no, dear God, I can't do it in class. I only have however many minutes and I got to do all of the, everything else that there is to be able to do during class. And so there is no time for that. So if you want to be able to do and leave e, uh, an audio comment um, on there, it is moat. Uh, I, I don't remember the details, Brian. Do you remember what you get for um, the pro account? You can record a moat on any web page, save time with app integrations, 30 second recording time, 20 moats per month limit. That's so the free. They kind of, they that's free. They kind of did a Padlet. Remember when Padlet came out? Oh, it was, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they came back for a subscription model. So that's kind of what moat did. Okay. Um, it, it was all free before, and now for $39 a year, 
um, per user, everything is free. Gotcha. Our district so. even purchased it too, so it's sitting there. I just need to start trying to think about using it, you know. So that's one of the things that I'm really, really kind of digging, thinking I want to try to get back into because it's, but it just weighs on me. Like literally, I'm looking at my email and there's this kid Ted Lasso and wants me to grade his stuff, and I'm like, okay, I'll get to it. I'll try to get to it. Yeah, and again, I I think like going back to Amanda, it's it's a lot quicker for you to leave an audio comment than it is to type something out. Um, and you might be able to explain yourself a little bit more uh, audio wise. So versus like an email or you know a side comment on the Google Doc. Yeah. So. Um, I do see a lot of use out of it. Uh, again, I like moat better than uh, screen pal up above. Um, but yeah, mm-hmm. so much we shared, Brian, that was fun. That was good. Way to get back on the horse a little bit. Well, I got one more to Wait, check you got out. More check this out stuff. Yeah. Instead of check this out, I'm going to say, check them out. So oh, what do you got uh, there? Oh, I see that. Sorry. Yeah. Go for it. Yeah. You're jumping the gun already again. Um, I, again, we, some of the teachers went down. I attended Melissa Baldwin and Ashley Payne. They're two teachers from my district. They put on uh, an incredible session. It was a packed house and it was doing pop art, the Andy Warhol um, type art with your students. And then they tied it in with social emotional learning and uh, the movie slip in my mind um, with the emotions and the colors. Oh, inside and out. they inside out. Uh, they kind of tied it into that again with their students to, you know, do a color of how are you feeling if this and that and this and that. And so they did this Andy Warhol's type stuff all within the Chrome browser. It was all actually using Google drawing. Um, so it was, it was a great, it was a great session. It was, it was kind of like our style of session. We're going to give you a piece now, give you time to create, I gotcha. give you a little piece. So, uh, that's what I have is to go check them out. Uh, Melissa Baldwin, I put her Twitter handle here at Melissa Baldwin three and Ash- Ashley Payne is at Ashley and that's A S H L E I G. Do you know where she lives? Underscore Payne. She, she lives in the house here in of Sacramento. Pain. The house of Payne. You know what? She's Doctor Payne. <laughs> jump up, jump, jump up, up jump up, and get down. Uh, hey, and we were talking before, like why we love conferences. I got to be able to hang out with these folks and. Instead of a instead of a pool, we had our feet around a fire pit. I don't think there was a fire pit. Pretend there was a fire pit. It was turned it was, off. It was a fire pit. It was a turn off. <laughs> and we got to they try to, to solve the world's problems. It was awesome, man. And you walk away being inspired and all that sort of stuff. So yeah, nice to be uh, nice to connect with you all. And thanks for sharing, Brian. That was awesome. And, and again, uh, they and I think they saw me in a new light. Um, and I think one of the teachers. Uh, you, you, you tried to start trouble. Um, and you told, you told them that they liked their predecessor tech director better than their current tech director. That's what they told me. And so I went up to one and it was, it was kind of touching at a point where one of the teachers says, there is one thing I, I don't like about our new tech director saying it to me. He goes that I don't see him enough. Uh, I want more time with him in the classroom. Uh, And it was just like, okay. Cause that's what I'm trying to get to. Yeah. Um, which I, you know, I'm going to get there. So, Hey, going back to the uh, pop art thing, a uh, real fast, just reminded me of them. If, uh, and we, I did go to a bunch of several of the Google sessions and things, cause actually Google had an official area and they went in there and talked about some of their updates and whatnot. But, um, and they were, uh, they always like to be able to hear some feedback and whatever. And, uh, one of the feedback I did not give, but it's about Google drawing, which is the company, please Google drawing needs to be. It need, it need it, they need to be able to boost that unbelievably. Google Drawings needs to be like Microsoft Publisher. 
You know, there's got to be so much more you can be able to do. Oh, it. yeah. It's just not very robust. And and like I can do, I use Google Slides because everything yeah. you know. There's virtually nothing you can do in there's Google Drawing. Nothing. I do in, the transparency. Can you do transparency? I think that's it. That's it. That's, that's it. it. That's stuff. it. Yeah. So Google it. Drawing. Yeah. Like make it the standalone. Just give it way more tools. You got them. There's so many of these things. I'm on like the cartoon thing that you shared. Like, great. Look at all these things that, that you have the ability to do on the web. So Google, come on, update your Google Drawings. Because it just, it, it, hey, looks, put, it looks so dated. It feels dated. It doesn't even have a standalone app. Yeah. Yeah. I put a link to Ashley and Melissa's presentation in the notes. Uh, their pop art one. Love it. Love it. Um, love it. Pop Art in the Blended Classroom. All right. We'd like to finish the show with about what we're listening to, what we're watching. We used to share podcasts when we listened to the podcast. And Brian, well, now we do other things. What's what, what I have the show for you. This is right up your alley. Um, you've seen, uh, what is it, Drunken History? Mm-hmm. Love Drunk History. Where they, they take a piece of history and then they reenact it. Well, this one here called True Story with Ed and Randall. It's on the Peacock Network or channel or app, whatever you call it. So basically, everyday person, everyday American comes in and tells their most extraordinary story. It's like one of those stories like, oh, that's not true. Um, and it, and then they have people reenact it. So it's just some guy and they're sitting on the, the couch with uh, Ed and Randall, Randall Parks and Ed Helms. Um, and then they have it like reenacting on the side as they're telling the story. So like, again, it, it's great. There's one, there's one story. It took place in the seventies where, uh, this dude and his buddies broke into the Super Bowl to watch the Steelers. And the one guy ended up on the field after the game and ended up in the, sh- in the, in the showers with the team. Oh, wow. And I'm it's seeing like, the preview right here. Yeah. And it it's it's so hilarious. And then at the end, they showed the actual newsprint news clips from like the newspapers about the story to like, to show that, yeah, this really happened. So yeah, some of them are, some of them are hilarious. So you got to check that out. All right. I'm going to check it out. Yeah. Ed Helms is great. True. So yeah, look, it's got that drunk history feel. Actors are telling these, yep. Doing these stories. Yeah. But on the peacocks. Nice. Yeah. Check it out for me. It's uh, Hey, I've, I had to, I'm, 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 uh, this is what I'm listening to, like literally on my way home. I'm podcasting at school right now. I'm going to go home and, and on my way home, I'm going to listen to Jen Giffen. Also got decided to get, or she got bullied, back into podcasting again. We someone Somebody bullied her. bullied her. They cyber bullied her into doing it. And it's a shame that people do that these days. It's a shame. It is. It's a shame. They use their it's, power, it's... their physical prowess to be able to bully They're people. Like six, five. I'm not six, five. I'm six, four. Yes. Jen, you're back. And I can't say good job because I haven't listened to it yet. So I'm going to listen to it. It's on my, literally, it's on my playlist. I can show my phone right now, but I don't want to. And it's a podcast, so you wouldn't see it anyway. <laughs> but yeah, that's what I'm going to listen to on the way home. Very and good. And then the other one, I'm so late. It's so late. But like my wife and I, we finally finished the things we were doing and we're like, what do we got now? Oh. I'm gonna start to, and we started Ted Lasso, episode one. It's about time. Episode about one time. is in the bag. And we did have to turn on subtitles because I don't – we do the – should oh. we turn on subtitles? Not understanding a lot of what the Brits are saying. Like, it's English, right? Like, yep, it is English, kind of. Yes. So are you an oh, anti-subtitle person? No, we have it. You like having them on on shows? It's always oh, on. Really? You guys leave you the know, subtitles on all the time? 
Yeah. It's interesting. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to say kids these days. I mean, my students, every high schooler, all they ever want to do is have it on. And they keep saying they just like to be able to look up every so often and be able to read and be able to have their head down. I think it's because everybody is dual screening the days of being able to just watching a show and looking at it the whole time. So I think they like it. They can be able to look up and back down. But yeah, it's amazing how much the subtitles have just, everybody wants them. But it it's also, it gets, it's frustrating for me because sometimes they talk too fast and I have dyslexia oh. and trying to get those all in place and I can't finish in time. So, but yeah, but I can do reading while I'm watching. So there that's what I'm doing. Cause it, yeah. And Cause you're, you're double dipping, right? You're doing one thing and another. I'm double dip. Dip in the chip. Not me. I'm all in. If I'm in, I'm in. Actually, no. Yeah, it depends on what I'm doing. If I'm really into something, I like to just do the one screen. But if it's sort of casual stuff or whatever. If I'm just watching some UFC, there you go. <laughs> I got my wife. I'm so proud of her. So proud of her. It was one of those. She did not like me watching UFC. She didn't want to hear it. Understand these people are beating the snot of each other. Men and women just destroying each other. And now she's like, why are you watching that without me? That guy break. Oh, that guy tears ACL. Save that. I'm like, okay. <laughs> I just saw the weirdest injury the other day. And I'm like, I had to share that. I was sure with my wife and kid. Like, after lunch, you got to see this guy. No. I can't watch that. <laughs> They're stuff. crazy. Anyway. All right. So I'm all into Ted Lasso. As usual, everybody, thank you guys for listening and what not watching. We'd love to be able to hear back. Share us if you're listening to any things that we should check out because I'm having a hard time finding stuff. Brian finds stuff all the time. So don't even let us know. Just let me know. Let just me let know because Brian has plenty of things. Word tunes right. and color cinches and all that. All right. Well, yes, thank you for listening. Until next time, you need to... Xanadu. Oh, you did it again. Oh, my gosh. I'm fu- Check this out. I'm finally, I'm kind of happy you got a soundboard now. I finally switched. Xanadu.